But then he started developing a fear of people, which isn't really the best thing when you're wanting him to be a therapy dog. So then I was like, wow. And I didn't realize it until probably like six months later. I was like, he's actually doing the same exact thing, but virtually through the internet, you know? And so that's kind of where we kind of coined the phrase virtual therapy dog. With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, everyone. I'm happy you're here. Speaking of those 2 a.m. potty breaks, I had a miserable dog mom moment last night. It's 1 a.m. My oldest dog, Lupin, decided he needed to go out again. He already did all of his potties for the day. He decided he needed to poop again for whatever reason. So I was laying in bed. Lupin, you know, starts bouncing around the room, whining, gave a little bark. You know, I nudge dog Zaddy. I'm like, maybe, maybe you take Loopy out, knowing full well it was my turn to take Lupin out if he needed. He doesn't have to do those middle of the night potty breaks too often. He is an older dog, though, and he's on a steroid. So sometimes if he drinks too much water before bed or something like that, it's an occasional thing. So it was my turn. I'm like, all right, I throw my robe on as I do. If you are a OG listener and Instagram follower, you know that robe, robe life is my life. Put my robe on, go outside. I put a coat on top of that. Coat will not button over my robe. Thank you, 2020 weight gain. So I'm out there and it's snowing. Now I'm in Seattle. It does snow here occasionally, but we like, I did not know that this was in the forecast. So it's like 28 degrees, light flurries happening. Lupin's trying to eat his own poop. My robe is coming undone. My jacket could only snap like one snap. So everything is becoming exposed to the world. No one was outside. It was fine. But it was very cold. And it was just, it was just miserable. I'm in like dog zaddy slippers. So they're way too big for me. And I'm like sliding around, trying to chase looping around, trying to pick up what he's putting down, trying to see in the dark. It just, it just wasn't a good look. And it was a miserable dog mom moment. I like get back inside and I was just like, what was that? Like, why do I have a dog? Why did I just put myself through that? Why was it way more complicated than it needed to be? <laughs> and that has been the story of my life lately, honestly. Um, I know like a couple weeks ago, I was like, guys, I'm so great. I'm feeling so creative. Life is great. Um, Not anymore. Our water heater went out, and so I've been without hot water for the last four or five days. We're trying to get some quotes. We're, we're trying to get a replacement, but it is so busy, and Seattle is so freaking expensive for any type of, like, tradesman type of thing. And so hopefully that will be fixed soon. But in the meantime, my hair is in desperate need of a wash, but there is no way I'm doing a cold shower while it is also cold outside and it's just cold in the house in general. In addition to that, 
I feel like I may have overextended myself this past weekend. I went out with a friend. She's single. She was like, let's go out, be my wing woman. I was like, all right. I, I, I winged women too hard, guys. We went hard. We were out until 4 a.m. Various bars, going to some stranger's house. Like it was, it was some type of like college shit, the stuff that we pulled this last weekend. Don't worry. It was all very safe. Like I was in constant conversation with dog Zaddy, Zaddy the whole time. And it, it was a fun night. It felt very, um, pre 2020 meeting people talking, but I'm still exhausted. Like I feel like I'm still getting my life back together from this weekend. I tried to do a workout yesterday. My body was like, no, 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 you're still hungover. Um, I feel like I talked a lot and my voice has been a little raw since then. I don't think it's the Rona. I am going to take a home test actually right after I record this. I think it was more that I was just like yelling over the live band and my voice went out a bit. And then, you know, top that with the water heater situation and the random snow and freezing cold and... And I just feel like I've been all over the place lately. So I look forward to hopefully getting my life back on track over the next couple weeks. Um, I am going on a little ski vacation during that time, though. So we'll see. We'll see if anything is actually back on track. But in the meantime, let's get back into this episode. And let me tell you about my interview with Deanna about her dog, Kevin. Kevin, the Bernese Mountain Dog. So first off, This was an in-person interview. So this was back in my Portland trip that I did about a month ago. And I was able to do an in-person interview with Deanna and go to her awesome apartment in Portland and meet Kevin in person. And you know what? I think during this interview, you can tell that it's an in-person one because we were just vibing. You know, we were just cracking up and the energy was there and it was so much fun to talk to her. I think we covered so many interesting things about Kevin and how she decided the Bernese Mountain Dog breed was right for her. But really, what I really, really liked was we kind of talked about these assumptions that we as human makes or society makes about certain dogs, especially certain dog breeds like the Bernese Mountain Dog. So I'm going to give you a little bit more info specifically about this breed. I'm not going to go over what they look like because you can see that on the Instagram, but they are a large dog. So usually a male Bernese Mountain Dog is anywhere from 80 to like 115 pounds. Females are a little smaller, usually more like 70 to 95. The life expectancy is 7 to 10 years. And originally Bernese Mountain Dogs were working dogs. So they're from the farmlands of Switzerland, meant to be farm dogs. So like a little bit of herding cattle, pulling carts, kind of watching over the land, kind of watch dogs as well. And a lot of people don't know this, but the Bernese Mountain Dog is one of four Swiss Mountain Dogs. So there's the Greater Swiss Mountain Dog, the Bernese Mountain Dog, the Appenzeller, and another one I'm not sure how to pronounce. It's like Entelbucher, Entelbucher, Butcher, something along those lines. But how you know it's a Bernese Mountain Dog, because they all look very similar, but they just kind of range in sizes. How you know it's a Bernese is Bernese Mountain Dogs have the longest hair. So they have that kind of shaggy, silky coat, whereas the other ones have the still have that nice tricolor, but they're shorter hair. As far as the personality of the Bernese Mountain Dog, you know, they're known for their like friendly, calm disposition. They don't need a huge amount of exercise. Because they were originally supposed to be kind of watchdogs, they do have a tendency to bark. 
which you will hear in the podcast. And they're really known for like unconditional love, loyalty, and a really good family dog. They are known to love kids and just be really mellow overall. While I was reading up on this breed, even one of them said there aren't many breeds with a greater predisposition for friendliness than the Bernese Mountain Dog. So that's a little bit about them. If you've come across one, you probably have felt the same. They're usually just very friendly, easygoing, mellow, and large and fluffy. However, going back to this interview today, what I really loved about talking to Diana is that even though those are the things that people expect from a breed, every dog still has their own personality. So Kevin, for instance, actually is pretty shy and a little fearful of strangers. He does do great with kids. He loves his family and does great with them. But out and about, you know, he has to wear his do not pet vest. And I just thought that was so awesome of a conversation for Deanna and I to have just about how sometimes, you know, people just expect a dog, especially a large fluffy one, to be friendly. They just come up and immediately started petting just because maybe they did meet one or two super friendly Bernese Mountain Dogs before in their life. And I just think that that's a really good learning thing just for all of us to keep in mind. One of even though maybe you have a dog breed that's known to be super great with kids and super great with everyone, you know, just don't take for that for granted. Always, always be aware of what their cues are. Always be aware of their behavior because you don't want to ever assume that your dog is okay with something and not be paying attention when something goes awry. And then also, you know, on the flip side, I think that's a just really good reminder for if you're out and about and you see a dog that you're like, oh yeah, you know, hound dogs are so friendly or golden doodles, every, you know, they're happy and everyone likes to say hi. Just never make an assumption of friendliness about another dog either. And I just thought that was, you know, like a really good point to touch upon. And I love that Deanna and I talked about it. So I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. We had so much fun and a little bit more about our guest today. Deanna is the owner of That Rough Life LLC, a boutique social media agency specializing in content creation, brand collaboration and management, social media coaching strategy and management. She is also, of course, the dog mom to Benny and Kevin the Burner. So Deanna, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here. Um, if we could jump in and just if you could pr- briefly introduce yourself and your dogs to the listeners. Well, my name is Deanna Hickox. I live in Vancouver, Washington. Um, I've got two dogs. Uh, one is a Bernese Mountain Dog named Kevin, and the other one is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Benny. Perfect. All right. Well. <laughs> Enter barking. Yes. Kevin said he had to introduce himself. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Good job. He's like, that's not mom's real voice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. (laughs) Like, um, before we get into the dogs, let's do like a little dog mom check in. How are you? How's life? What's been happening? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Wonderful. Recently made a move. We sold our house about six months ago um, and now live in an apartment for the first time, um, which is very interesting with dogs. And yeah, so more going from um, suburban to like urban, you know, urban life. Yeah. Um, Has been kind of cool. We can walk everywhere, which is super awesome. So we do a lot more walks. Um, 
Do you have to take them downstairs for all the potty breaks and everything? Yes. They yeah. actually, up on the seventh floor, they actually have a dog potty area, but oh, it's like nice. that artificial turf and yeah. they don't like the smell of it. Oh. So they're just like, there's way too many dog smells. So we take them, you know, for a couple walks a day. What a typical like dog move. They're like. <gasps> You could go potty here, yeah. and and that would be easy for everyone. But no, yeah. you don't. You just happen to not like it. I mean, like there's it, even so a red fire go. hydrant and everything up there. And but they're just like, mm, no, I'm good. No. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Can you take me down six floors, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cute. Okay, so yeah, how's how are you feeling about part apartment life? I can. I am here, so I can say it is gorgeous. I love this place. I I love it. I love it. Um, it's it's noisy. Um, you know, you don't realize how many people think they're on like the grand strip, like they've got their cars all souped up or super yeah. maybe they just don't have an exhaust or muffler. I don't know what it is, but um super noisy, but I've kind of gotten used to it. I love all the lights. I actually mm. love having a smaller footprint. Yeah. Um, even though people think, Oh my gosh, you have a huge dog, you must mm-hmm. have to have a large house. I'm like, he is by my side at all times. So he wherever he is, he's gonna be in my way. <laughs> No matter how big the house is, he's going to be right in front of me. Yeah, he's always going to be right here. So um, I'm really loving it. And since I work from home as well, um, it's nice to have have an area with like a lot of light, a lot of windows and um, a lot of just things to look at. Well, especially in the Pacific Northwest. Like that that light thing is helpful. You, you, you need, need it. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> even though it's gray skies, it's even still it's, bright. Yeah. Even if it's gray, it's still nice to get the light. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Good, good. Well, I'm happy it's working out. Yes. We'll change a pace. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because after our lease is up in August, we are actually going to be starting van life, which <gasps> should be very interesting with two dogs as well. So I am very excited. I am kind of excited. Yeah. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the van and everything? No, not yet. So my husband ordered one. So the the me and the hubs are a little bit different. I'm the frugal one. He's the one that if I always joke that if we had like if he had a dollar, he'd find a way to spend two. Yeah. Like he has this, <laughs> you know, he's just like, whatever you want to do, buy anything. So yeah. um, so he's got one on order. And so it still hasn't even been built. Um, I don't know when I mean, I think we're thinking like April or May. Okay. But but we'll have to see on that. So yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So watch this space, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I mean, providing a lot of great, um, you know, traveling with dog tips for sure. Yeah. And probably by way of here's what we, we did that did not work. So yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do what we say, not yeah. what we do. Yeah. Exactly. Not what we did. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I feel yeah. like that's a lot of dog life for sure. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds like, yeah, you're making moves. Things are changing, but it's all exciting changes. Yeah, and all good things. Yeah. Well, let's turn to the dogs now okay. that they've calmed down and they're relaxed. Yeah. Let's do a little quick answer round to get to know them. Okay. Breeds and ages. Uh, Kevin is a Bernese mountain dog and he will be three at the end of February. And um, Benny is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and he is eight and a half. He's like the chillest. Yes. He's he's hanging out. Yeah. I always joke and I say he's kind of like a cat. Yeah. He doesn't really do much. He just likes to be by your side and, you know, unless there's food involved, then forget about it. He's the most yeah. food motivated dog I've ever met. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's just hanging out. I mean, both of them. Both of them have yeah. calmed down and they're just, yeah. they're hanging by mom now. Yeah. Those were the breeds and ages. What are the favorite foods? 
Favorite foods. Benny's favorite food is anything I have in my hand or in my mouth or on my plate. <laughs> um, Kevin really loves cheese. Cheese, like I always say, a, sh- a good sharp aged cheddar is cheese <laughs> 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 <Jeez> of choice. <laughs> really? Did you hear about the cheese? Yeah. You heard about the cheese. You were thinking we were talking about cheese? He's like, cheese is happening. Yeah. Okay, favorite toys. Favorite toys. Well, they only they only ha- okay. So we don't have a lot of toys in the house because Benny has a little um, bit of um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, resource guarding. Resource guarding. Yeah. 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 So we don't have a lot of toys, but he will still find my pants, my shirt, my dirty underwear, of course, <laughs> um, to like hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have three toys, and they're all um, like. Kong brand toys because they're indestructible and so it's yeah. like pull toys and throw toys and stuff like that. But I would say our his, their favorite toys are us. They're yes. they're humans. The so. humans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like you know the camera could be a toy for Kevin. All of the reels, like he gets. I imagine he gets entertainment out of making the fun videos and stuff as yes. well as. That's very true yeah. because when I do pull up my phone, he's just like on alert. He's like, oh. Because there's usually like food involved, and yeah. so he's just like, "Okay, showtime." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't need toys. No, <laughs> he, is, he is the entertainment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, going back really quick, what you said about the cheese. Have you heard of those businesses, or like I think it's a business that has created like dog charcuterie <gasps> boards? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's genius. It too. is. I feel like Kevin needs his own little like charcuterie board. Yeah. Sharp aged cheddar. Yes. Yeah. You should. That would be super (laughs) cool because we actually have um, every Wednesday, me and my husband um, go to a winery that's literally just like we can see it from here. And every Mm -hmm. Wednesday is charcuterie dinner. So every Wednesday we have charcuterie boards for dinner because that's what you do when you don't have kids and you have dogs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You have charcuterie on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Because you can. Yeah. And wine. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, you know, maybe maybe a little Wednesday thing for you, bud. I know. Actually, they love them there. So I was like, ooh, I'm sure they'd make them something. Yeah. Okay, next topic. Are they beach or mountain dogs? So, well, Kevin says mountain for sure. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, since it's in his name, he loves like seeing him in the mountain in snow. He mm-hmm. acts like a completely different dog. It's like mm-hmm. he's like – six months old just prancing and jumping around and like he's gets nervous around people but when he's in the snow he forgets that he's not you know that he's so fearful he's like fearless in the snow yeah. so it's it's super awesome to see i mean he loves the beach too but definitely the snow is where he thrives is where he loves Whereas it. okay benny is not a snow boy because he gets it's hard for him to walk in it <laughs> so um yeah he prefers the beach for sure so you got to go to both, basically. Yes. For each dog. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. The man will make that easier. Yes, yeah. exactly. Do they like people or other dogs more? So Benny loves people more. He does a little bit of the leash aggression thing when he sees random dogs down the street. You know, he puts on his, you know, I'm a little dog syndrome. and mm-hmm. and uh, But then you let him off leash. He's totally fine with dogs. He's just – it's that whole, like yeah. – uh, 
Whereas Kevin um, gets along with all dogs, it's people that he gets nervous around. So okay. whenever he experiences new people, he's a little he's a little kind of aloof and kind of you know on guard. Yeah, um, until he warms up to him. So he's just he's kind of an introvert around around humans. Kids he loves. He's super like comfortable with kids and really really soft. Um, I have a almost one year old grandson, and mm-hmm. so. Um, my grandson comes over and at first he was like, I don't know what to do with him. And now he's like, he'll come up to him. And there's this thing where he takes um, my beanie off when we work out. So I, he's starting to do that to my grandson now. We'll take his beanie off like all all like light, you know, and just all sweet. And so that is cute. It's super cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I know the answer to this next question. Are they clingy or independent? Um, very clingy. Yes. <laughs> very, very clingy. Yes. Um, Benny is a little bit more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he likes to be by our side, but he's cool if he's not. Like, we can be in a different room. Whereas Kevin, if, you know, I mean, you never go to the bathroom alone, ever. Yeah. You don't yeah. sleep alone. You don't work alone. You don't, which, I mean, it's kind of why I got him in the first place, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I like to be needed. So he's definitely needy. So if you're somebody that you're like, oh, I just want, I just want something to need me, then you definitely need a Bernese Mountain Dog because that's what they do. He needs you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's such a good boy. I'm like, I was like, yeah, I know, I know the answer to this question. As he like leans on you and shoves his face <laughs> and just like, hello. Yes. Nothing but love. You never question their love for you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Those were all the questions about the doggos. Cool. So now that we know a little bit more about you and the boys. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the Bernese Mountain Dog breed and why you decided to go with that. Well, I um, for years I would see them like we'd be out and about, and I would see like you know a Bernese Mountain Dog and their owner walking down the street. I'm like, oh my gosh, that dog is so beautiful. Like because mm-hmm. I mean they're big and their markings are just so distinctive, like the white white and the jet black, and you know their little expressive eyebrows. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, one day, and my husband's like, nope. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so we started doing research, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's really important. And things that I didn't know, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Like yeah. the importance of knowing the breed and what the breed requires and their personalities mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, and so I did a lot of research to make sure that it, they'd be a good fit for our family because at that mm-hmm. time I had two kids in high school. And, um, you know, I – I'm not a runner. I like to work out, but I def- I definitely don't like to to run. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I have a dog that doesn't require a ton and a ton of of uh, exercise. And so, you know, some good walks and things like that. Of course, all dogs need exercise, but um, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a high energy um, breed. And as you uh, may or may not see, uh, he is very loving. Yeah. <laughs> and that 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 is um the breed is a very needy breed. Mm-hmm. Um a very hairy breed, but I mean just beautiful. So we yeah. just did our research and um he's just the most amazing companion <laughs> pet ever. It's I think I think you hit the nail on the head as far as like energetic and athletic, but not like overly needy in those areas. Yeah. So it's like you can go out and do things, fun mm-hmm. things with them, but they're not you're not like, okay, we need to run them like five miles a day yes. and like yeah. a, a Vishla or a, you know, short hair pointer or something like yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that that's important and something that, you know, growing up when I had dogs when I was, 
you know, in my 20s, you know, I would just like, oh my gosh, they're super cute. I need it. Yeah. But but not really knowing all the work that it requires or its, its characteristics or the traits that it has that may have been a challenge and not at the point in my life that I should have had one, you know? Yeah. Um, so now, now I'm older and wiser and, and so we made sure and we talked to different people about the breed to make sure it'd be a good mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too is like you have to find out what you're okay compromising on or not, you know, because you're like, okay, temperament and athleticism, like all of that or energy level fits. But okay, he's also very large and very hairy. Like, are we okay with that? Like, are we? That's fine, right? You know, and then you can like, you're willing to work around those. Exactly. Like, yeah, I I always joke with people and I I share on his stories, his Instagram stories a lot of times, um, the amount of hair that I have to sweep because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Or, oh my gosh, I want one. I'm like, you have to be okay with hair. You yeah. have to. Like, I could probably brush him every day and then I could still get a huge ball of hair on the floor that I was like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, you know, you get it in your food and you just know that mm-hmm. that's part of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I always warn people, I'm like, if you don't want hair in your food, you probably shouldn't come over our house for dinner. I feel that's like the perfect deterrent. You're like, no, I can't bring anything to the potluck because I don't think people will be okay with the dog hair there in it. Go. Sorry. There you go. I think that's perfect. Yeah, you get to show up everywhere empty-handed be like, I have an excuse. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay. Yes. I think that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, there's some people that are just not okay with dog hair. Like my mm-hmm. my parents like cannot do dog hair in their house. And so we grew up with standard poodles. And then, you know, they're looking into – whatever their next dog may be and i'm like you know i love my hound dog so i'm like a hound and they're like but the shedding i'm like it's not that bad it's not a bernie's mountain dog (laughs) shedding so i'm like there's there's a whole spectrum i think very true okay with yes very true um so how did you end up getting kevin then so you were like decided on the breed Mm mm-hmm so I was deciding on the breed and, you know, like joined every Bernese Mountain Dog Facebook group I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I don't remember how I stumbled on on a breeder and um, I was talking to her, but then I had some like weird kind of red flags. And so I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I need to do some research. So then I found um, – I think it was the Bernese Mountain Dog Association – or something like that, that had, you know, here's a list of questions that you should ask breeders and, and all the questions that she answered were the opposite of what they said that they should be answering it as. Mm So, um, oddly enough, I was in a Facebook group and I saw a picture of this gorgeous Bernese Mount dog. And I'm like, whose dog is this? And they're like, oh, and they happen to know whose dog it was. And she just happened to be a breeder. And I was like, how cra- – and here in Oregon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how crazy is that? So I reached out to her and I'm like, I'm still researching. And she's like, well, come on out. You know, I'll answer any questions you have. You can play with my dogs. And yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. So it was like <laughs> New Year's Eve. It was – no, it was New Year's Day, I think, 2019. And we went out there and there were like three puppies and there were like five adults and like two of them kept hugging me. And I'm like, I am in love. I'm yeah. like, I – Yes. Yes, please. So um, she uh, put me in contact with um, somebody that that dog that I had seen on Facebook that I love, Mm -hmm. she bred to, you know, this other dog in Mm -hmm. Idaho. And so I um, connected with with the breeder there and flew and got him. And oh, my goodness. It's been amazing. So So did you fly home with him? Yes. 
Okay. It was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> How old was he? Was he like the eight weeks? He was eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. And um, I mean, so, you know, you have to get the little the little carry-on thing. And so I was mm-hmm. able to put him underneath the seat. Yeah. Um, and it's only like an hour flight. Yeah. It wasn't a long yeah. flight. But he screamed oh. almost the whole way. And thankfully, <laughs> it was – I mean, everybody was so gracious. Yeah. But I was like that that – lady that had the screaming kid yeah because it he wasn't just like mm-hmm. he was like ah, 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 and i'm like oh my gosh so my hands like my hands stuck in and i'm sweating i end up spilling all of his dog food all over the place because i'm like trying to like keep him quiet and everybody's like it's okay it's okay and then they're they're asking the like flight attendant um can she just let him out and they're like yeah. no sorry we're not allowed to do uh, that and i was yeah. like i'm so sorry everybody drinks on me like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was traumatizing for I think both of us yeah. because I was just like, oh, but yeah, it was it was worth it. <laughs> That's just one of those I call it like sometimes like miserable dog mom moments. I have a lot where you're just like the anxiety is pouring out of you. You're scared of what other people around you are thinking, yeah. and you're like, I can't fix this situation, but I know that like no one's in immediate danger. It's just very like high stress, and it's yeah. just like you're like sweating and yeah, spilling things. It's I've I've been there. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens more often than I care to admit, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that was a good story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right, so you bring Kevin home. How was Benny? With this new brother that was like already his size. Oh, he he didn't like him at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what did you bring home, and when is he going back? Is kind of I think probably his thought process on that. So um, is he still thinking that? Is he still like when is this guy leaving? He tolerates him yeah. now. Like even three years later, he's just like I mean they're they don't play together. Yeah. Like. Kevin will try to play with Benny, but Benny's not having it. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, no, I'm going to steal your toy and run away. And so yeah. um, he tolerates him. And, you know, occasionally I get to see him kind of sort of snuggle, but it's really because Kevin like sits on his butt on on Benny's back end. Yeah. And then Benny's like, ah, yeah, I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> okay. I won't move. Yeah. But that's about, that's about it. <laughs> that's cute. I, do, I feel like that's how my boys are too. They don't. They're, they're just siblings. You yeah. Know, like they, they coexist together so well. Sometimes they'll, they'll play kind of thing, but it'll last for five seconds, uh-huh. and, you know, and I don't think they choose to snuggle together. I think they both just want the same comfy spot yeah. and yeah. then they just lay squished together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everyone's like, they love each other. And I'm like, I don't, I think they yeah. love the heated blanket. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I kind of like that though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously sometimes it's nice when your dogs can exercise each other. But I kind of like that they just they just like coexist. They're just yeah. brothers. They're just yeah. you know you open a bag of food in the kitchen and they they both sprint in and, and yes. like hello and yeah it's very much just like siblings. Yeah, I mean I couldn't imagine like you know when I see you know some people that have like two dogs and they totally don't get along like they have to keep them like separated the whole time. Yeah. I'm like I couldn't that would be horrible. Yeah, that'd be so hard. Or two dogs that are constantly playing with each other. Yeah, and it's just like chaos in the yes, house all chaos. the time. Yeah. yeah, I'd be all enough. Yeah, yeah, and I think so. What because they were five years apart or six? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. that's the same as my boys. Like, it's a nice – because Lupin's 11 and Albie is 6. Aww. So, yeah, like, it's a nice – I don't know. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I found you through Instagram uh-huh. and saw that you were in the Portland area and was like, yes, that's not far <laughs> from me. Um, and you have this 
Kevin, the virtual therapy dog. Uh-huh. So how did the Instagram start and all of that? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, I had my own Instagram page, right? And of course, when I brought Kevin home, I was sharing all about him. And I think mm-hmm. one time I put on my Instagram story, like, who would want me to do a, you know, dog page just for Kevin? And more people than not were like me because I think that they didn't want to see me as much as they want to see him. <laughs> so I was like... Okay. And at first I was like, no, I can barely manage my own page. I couldn't imagine doing a second one for a dog. But then I had this great idea that I'm like, this is going to be a family page. So I gave my my son, my daughter, and my husband all access to the Instagram account. And I'm like, we're all going to do this together. Okay. I forget to ask them if they wanted to do it. So I was told that I voluntold them to do it. Um, I mean, you are mom. That's that's your right, I I feel like. I was like, okay, it's going to be so fun. Or I'm like, be sure to share on your story, you know, on his stories. And they're like, mom, we don't want to do this. Yeah. So it quickly became my job. And and so I was just having fun with it. And then it kind of evolved, you know, slowly we'd – I'd get messages of – you know, oh my gosh, it really made my day or I was having a bad day and mm-hmm. made me smile or – and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is like super cool and I yeah. have to keep doing this because it's it's impacting people. And because mm-hmm. when I first got him, actually before I got him, I wanted him to be a therapy dog. So I had every intention to um, train him and, you know, do all the things, all the certifications and stuff like that. And so yeah. we even actually went to some assistant facilities and some church groups and stuff like that when he was younger. And but then he started developing a fear of people, Mm -hmm. which isn't really the best thing when you're wanting him to be a therapy dog. So then I was like, wow. And I didn't realize it until probably like six months later. I was like, he's actually doing the same exact thing, but virtually through the internet, you know. And so that's kind of where we kind of coined the phrase virtual therapy dog, because Mm -hmm. he's still able to make people smile and impact them. actually in a greater way than Mm -hmm. just here locally so yeah well especially since like pandemic life started and it's like yeah everyone was relying on those happy dog videos (laughs) while they were stuck at home and not yet able to go out and about and see them absolutely so yeah so it's probably like fit perfectly Mm -hmm. as far as timing wise yes yeah Yeah. how so he you said he kind of like started to have a fear of people Mm mm-hmm do you know? Do you have like an idea of where that came from, or why it started, or is it just? I really don't. So, um, I used to work um, in over by the airport, actually at the airport. Um, and so, you know, when when you have a puppy, they talk about the socialization and how important it is. So, my um, I used to bring him into work, so he would do like um, Wednesday meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Um, so as people would enter the building, he would say hi to him and he loved it. Like he was just like go from person to person <laughs> and it was super awesome. And then I remember there was one man that came and he was he had a hard hat on and he had like it was the coolest voice ever, but it was really low baritone. Oh. And that was the first time I'd ever seen Kevin get like, oh, and he wouldn't go near him. He would like back up. Mm. And so then I would notice that he would start doing that a little bit more to to certain things like people wearing hats or I swear he doesn't like the smell of cats because the he wouldn't go up to women and but only certain women. I was like, well, he usually is good with women. Yeah. And then they're like, well, maybe he smells my cat. And then I could, kept hearing this recurring yeah. theme and I'm like, maybe he doesn't like the smell of cats. And then we actually saw a cat and he would not go near it. He was super scared of it. Oh, interesting. So, which is so weird because he's so big. Yeah. That, 
Um, and so it just kind of evolved over time. And so we had a trainer that we were working with to, you know, so socialize him more, like take him out and about and mm-hmm. try to work with him. And then COVID hit. And so, of okay. course, we had to stop all of that. So yeah. now we're kind of like starting back up mm-hmm. on it um, with a different – actually a behaviorist in, in Oregon – yeah. Um, to kind of work through those fears. So baby steps. But yeah. But it sounds like he can live well, like yes. with you, you know, in yes. his day to day life, you yes. know, maybe not do like the therapy out and about greeting a bunch of new people. But it sounds like he can, you know, like he's able to see your kids and grandkids. Oh, like, absolutely. All of that. Yeah, he does good. And like when we go out and about, he has a ton of fun. I think it's just when people approach him because I mean, he's mm-hmm. so big and he's so lovable. And, you know, in, even as a puppy, you know, people would always come up to him and want to touch him. And so yeah. now we we actually have a do not pet vest, mm-hmm. um, not because he's aggressive, but just because it's hard for me sometimes to tell people no, because yeah. people are like, can I, or I'll have people run across the street. Oh my gosh, I need to. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's and maybe this is just a universal experience for people who have dogs, um, especially a cute dog. Mm-hmm. But I mean, aren't they all? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but Lupin, because he's taller, and so he's very easy. Like as people walk by, for them to like pet mm-hmm. him, and he, I used to be very protective of him in that way because he was very shy and. He has like a whole backstory. Then he kind of got over all of that and it's a little bit more okay. Like mm-hmm. he's fine. He doesn't like if it people like come up to his face and try to like grab his face, yes. of course. But like it was just so interesting that people so often we would just be on a walk. This is this is more in London or pre-COVID where like sidewalks mm-hmm. were actually busy and everyone yeah. was out. And people would just like walk by, like, you know, pass us and then like stroke their hand along Loopy. And I would just like yeah, I was just like, that's a little – I'm like, ask for consent. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? It is kind of weird when you think about it because I'm like, I wouldn't go up to you and just start petting your hair. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just – but obviously it's like bringing them joy. You know, like they're yeah. smiling and they're like, pretty dog. And then kind of like keep yeah. going. And I'm like, well, thank God he's okay with it because if he wasn't, yeah, like that could be a real issue. Mm-hmm. And well, especially I think having a big fluffy dog that – Within society, I think the Bernese Mountain Dogs are very much known to be like, they're happy and they're yeah. excited to see you all the time. Yeah. But that's not for every that's single one for, of them. Yeah. And I'm actually learning too because I, I remember when he first started having the fear. Like I would talk to different people and, you know, I'd have some that were kind of not the most constructive in their advice. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing to ruin him? You know, pretty much yeah. is what it felt like, yeah. you know. And then I have some people go, hey, you know, sometimes that breed, like through genetics or whatever, they're they're just different. You know, yeah. not all of them are super outgoing. And I was like, okay, thank you. You know, I'm like, yeah. we'll still work on what we can. But then also just kind of acknowledging like like people are individuals and different and some mm-hmm. are more extroverted than others. Like going, okay, well, this is part of just his DNA and that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. and accepting him versus like feeling like I failed or feeling like he's a failure in some way. Just yeah. kind of accepting him and working on what we can. That's true. I think because both of my boys I've gotten when they were like, you know, ranging like from three to five or something mm-hmm. like that. And so they came with their own personalities a little bit already. Yeah. But I could see how it would be really hard to have them from a puppy mm-hmm. and then feel like a guilt of like, yeah. did I do something wrong? But knowing that you did your best yeah. and, and trying to be like, this is maybe just his personality and this yeah. is how he is. And it's like the 
the nature and nurture yeah. together. Or I've had people that I'm like, oh, he's, you know, nervous. Oh, did you have him since he was a puppy? You know? Yeah. And so you feel like either A, the they, they think that he's he's been in a bad environment or that I created that bad environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, no, he's super loved. And sometimes, I mean, we don't speak dogs. So sometimes like something might have triggered him that we would have never yeah. even been conscious of. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like that one cat whacked me that one time, oh, and you cat. didn't realize it. It was, <laughs> it was wearing a hard hat, and it had a deep voice. <laughs> Turn that kitty, that one cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think as humans or dog lovers, we always love to assign a reason to their behavior, mm-hmm. and you see it all over Facebook where it's like. You know, someone posts a video of a dog and they're like, you can tell that this sweet dog has had a miserable backstory. Thank God you saved them and like things like that. And it's like, you don't, you don't know that, you know, they they see like one behavior from a dog and you're like, I can tell that dog has been on a hoarding case on a ranch. And you're just like, and you're like, no, you you see, you see one snippet of life and you can't base the whole. Yeah, I've had, I've had some people, I mean, 99% of the time people are really kind yeah. and nice but there's some you know some snark yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the internet yeah. yeah 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 but it's just it's so funny to me sometimes because it's just people love to like like they're all well-meaning and it comes from a place of love yeah. a lot of, but they just try to assign a reason for an animal behavior or yeah. like a personality that sometimes you just can't like there there may be no reason for it right and exactly yeah and, or maybe there is one and you'll never know it. So, yeah. <laughs> As you said, we can't speak dog, unfortunately. I, actually, you know, I'm like kind of happy that we can't do that because that might be – I don't know. I don't know if I want to know what they would say. <laughs> I want to I wanna just have a superpower for just one like hour where I could know what Kevin was thinking. Yeah. I would love it. Not forever though because that would probably get annoying because he's probably thinking about a lot, a lot of the time. Yeah. And – but like, okay, well, do you like when I wear this perfume or does it bother your nose? Mm. Or, oh, so so you don't like that bed or it really bothers you when I do this. Okay, I'll work on it. It would, yeah. That'd be super It would cool. be nice because it's like you buy a new bed and they don't lay on it and it's like, do you not like it? Is it? Do you not like the color? Yeah. Do you not like the like, – <laughs> like, And then they're like, you know I love pink, mom. Yeah. Why'd you give me a blue yeah. one? <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, I feel like my dogs would just – uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to hear. I feel like they just be like, this girl. <laughs> Could you just imagine like if they were thinking like, mom, it's really inappropriate. Like I'd prefer it if I don't yeah, even yeah. know what. Like I saw you picking your nose and it's really yeah. like gross. Like please don't do that again. <laughs> like just something that are like so proper. Yeah. yeah. If you put that camera into my face one more time. like, <laughs> And yeah, because we also – like to assign like we also like to assume that all of our dogs love us and that's that's the fear of if like all dogs make us happy and dogs make the world go round and you yeah know, 10 out of 10 good boy like all yeah. those things and i feel like if we actually could hear them talk i i don't know if they right i wonder if they cuss like i would yeah yeah <laughs> i was really like pessimistic yeah. and like glass half empty kind of yeah dog. yeah grumpy old man yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. Um, I have a quick wrap-up question. Okay. So this is the With a Dog podcast. So why do you choose life with a dog? 
Oh, well, because they're amazing. And um, honestly, like when I got Kevin, I was my my daughter had graduated. My son was uh, I think he was a sophomore or junior. And so they were entering a new phase of their life, A, where they didn't need their mom as much, mm-hmm. and B, that I knew that they were going to be phasing out of the house, which now I have none, and I like to be needed. And so, <laughs> again, why a Bernese Mountain Dog is an amazing dog if you want something needy that needs you. And um, it's it's funny because I, I just really wanted him to be a therapy dog, and what I didn't realize is how much therapy I would he would be giving me, you know, mm. during that transition of like having both the kids moving yeah. out and and then COVID and you know all these things. It's like what a what a blessing. So yeah, yeah. So they're my little partners in crime, and they they actually they make me look at life different. Like when when I take them to the beach or I take them to the mountains and just watching them play, like yeah, I'm just like it just makes me so happy. Like I don't even have to do anything. Just watching their excitement makes mm-hmm. me excited. Seeing it so, like through their eyes yeah. kind of. And yeah. yeah, it makes it forces me to slow down and look at things that I probably wouldn't have taken the time to to notice before. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. That was a great answer. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Ten out of ten, good girl. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is a therapy dog. Whether <laughs> just to you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. No, I completely agree. I, I was thinking about that the other day um, because I was talking to someone who doesn't have a dog, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we went for a walk the other day and found this place." Like, and I'm like, "Haven't you been living at your?" you know, in your apartment for years now. And she was like, yeah, but we just like, we didn't go on walks. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. The, the fact that, you know, we all have to walk our dogs every day and then we can explore our little surroundings yes. and find the coffee shop and the little like, you know, gym down the street and all that stuff that maybe you would just drive past and never like notice otherwise. Yeah. So I agree with that. They just, they make you notice things yes. that you wouldn't and, and slow down. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a good answer. Um, okay, perfect. Well, if anyone wants to follow you or connect with you, where can they do that? Um, so you can connect with us on our website. Uh, it's Um, Instagram at it's. So I say I-T-S, Kevin the Burner. Um, Facebook, it's Kevin the Burner. TikTok, it's Kevin the Burner. He's, <laughs> it's Kevin the Burner everywhere. <laughs> perfect. All right. Well, everyone um, – Thank you so much for joining. We've got new episodes every Wednesday. So join us every week and you can follow the podcast on With a Dog Podcast, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and then TikTok is With a Dog Pod. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Deanna. Thanks for having me. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.